Hi, this is David. Eating right is often hard these days, but eating better is easy with Factor's ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. With Factor, there's no prep and no mess. Their meals are ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Plus, Factor is less expensive than takeout, and you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. What are you waiting for? Discover Factor's wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash living50 and use code living50 to get 50% off. That's code living50 at factormeals.com slash living50 to get 50% off. Thank you. Welcome to the Inspirational Living Podcast. Today's reading was edited and adapted from Character Sketches for Boys and Girls by Henry Davenport Northrop, published in 1899. You may go to school all your life, and yet be a dunce. Your head may be a library stuffed with book knowledge, yet you may not know enough to hoe a hill of beans. You may lack that practical wisdom which makes a success of life. You may have talents bright as the sun, yet be dependent on very ordinary people. You may be a know-everything and a do-nothing. The world is full of learned dunces, They can expound on politics, quote history, spin theories as long as the Mississippi. Yet in practical life, bread and butter life, they are failures. This is not saying that knowledge and education are of no account, but that people often lack a certain tact, a power of applying what they know, may utterly fail in the practical work of life. Practical wisdom is only to be learned in the school of experience. Precepts and instructions are useful only so far as they go. Without the discipline of real life, they remain only a theory. The hard facts of existence have to be faced to give them that touch of truth to character, which can never be imparted by reading or college but is acquired only by contact with the broad instincts of women and men. To be worth anything, character must be capable of standing firm upon its feet in the world of daily work, temptation, and trial, and be able to bear the wear and tear of actual life. Cloister virtues do not count for much. The life that rejoices in solitude may be only rejoicing in selfishness. 
Seclusion, in fact, may indicate contempt for others, though more usually it means indolence, cowardice, or self-indulgence. To every human being belongs their fair share of toil and human duty, and it cannot be shirked without loss to the individual themselves, as well as to the community to which they belong. It is only by mixing in the daily life of the world and taking part in its affairs that practical knowledge can be acquired and wisdom learned. It is there that we find our chief sphere of duty, that we learn the discipline of work, that we educate ourselves in that patience, diligence, and endurance which shape and consolidate the character. There we encounter the difficulties, trials, and temptations, which, according as we deal with them, give a color to our entire life. Contact with others is also requisite to enable us to know ourselves. It is only by mixing freely in the world that we can form a proper estimate of our own capacity. Without such experience, we are apt to become conceited puffed up, and arrogant, while remaining largely ignorant of ourselves. Jonathan Swift once said, It is an undisputed truth that nobody ever made an ill figure who understood their own talents, nor a good one who mistook them. A due amount of self-knowledge is, therefore, necessary for those who would be anything or do anything in the world. It is also one of the first essentials to the formation of distinct personal convictions. Anyone who will profit by experience will never be above asking for help. The person who thinks themselves already too wise to learn from others will never succeed in doing anything either good or great. We have to keep our minds and hearts open. Never be ashamed to learn with the assistance of those who are wiser and more experienced than ourselves. What we call common sense is, for the most part, but the result of common experience wisely improved. No great ability is necessary to acquire it, so much as patience, accuracy, and watchfulness. People who display good sense have fewer pretensions, and judge things naturally by the involuntary impression they make on the mind. Their intuitive powers are quicker, their perceptions more acute, their sympathies more lively, and their manners more adaptive to particular ends. Hence they have greater tact, as displayed in their skilled management of others. The whole of life may be regarded as a great school of experience in which men and women are the pupils. As in a school, many of the lessons learned must be taken on trust. We may not understand them and may possibly think it hard that we have to learn them, especially when the teachers are trials, sorrows, temptations, and difficulties. And yet we must not only accept their lessons, but recognize them as being divinely appointed. We must ask ourselves, 
To what extent have we profited by our experience in the school of life? What advantage have we taken of our opportunities for learning? What have we gained in discipline of heart and mind? How much in growth of wisdom, courage, and self-control? Have we preserved our integrity amidst prosperity? Have we learned from trial and adversity? Have we learned patience and do trust in God? Or have we learned nothing but impatience, querulousness, and discontent? The wise student of experience learns to rely upon time as their helper. Time has been described as a beautifier and a consoler, but it is also a teacher. It is the food of experience, the soil of wisdom. It may be a friend or enemy of youth, and time will sit beside the old as a consoler or a tormentor, according as it has been used or misused and their past life well or ill spent. To the young how bright the new world looks, how full of novelty, enjoyment, and pleasure. But as the years pass, we find the world to be a place of sorrow as well as joy. As we proceed through life, many a dark vista opens up before us, times of toil, suffering and difficulty, misfortune and failure. Happy are they who can pass through and amidst such trials with a firm mind and a pure heart, encountering their trials with cheerfulness, and standing erect beneath even the heaviest of burdens. A little youthful larger is a great help in life, and useful as an energetic, motivating power. It is gradually cooled down by time, but it is a healthy and hopeful indicator of character. To be encouraged in a right direction, and not to be sneered down and repressed. It is a sign of a vigorous, unselfish nature, just as egotism is of a narrow and selfish one. To succeed in any great enterprise in life, we need all the force that enthusiasm can give. Without it, the obstruction and difficulty we encounter might compel us to succumb. But with courage and perseverance, inspired by enthusiasm, we will feel strong enough to face any danger, to grapple with any difficulty. The apprenticeship of difficulty has been required of the greatest of people. It is usually the best stimulus and discipline of character, for it often evokes powers of action that, but for it, would have remained dormant. As comets are sometimes revealed by eclipses, so heroes are brought to light by sudden calamity. It seems as if in certain cases, genius, like iron struck by a flint, needed the sharp and sudden blow of adversity to bring out the divine spark. If there were no difficulties, there would be no need of efforts. If there were no temptations, there would be no training in self-control and but little merit in virtue. If there were no trial and suffering, there would be no education in patience and perseverance. It is thus a mistake to suppose that people succeed only through success. They much more often succeed through failure. 
their best experiences made up of remembered failures in dealing with others in the affairs of life. Such failures in sensible people incite to better self-management and greater tact and self-control. Ask a diplomat and they will tell you that they have learned their art through being baffled, defeated, thwarted and circumvented, far more than having succeeded. Precept, study advice and example could never have taught them so well as failure did, for it disciplined them experimentally and taught them what to do as well as what not to do, which is often more important. Therefore, it is not facility and ease that brings out the good that is in us, so much as trial and difficulty. As some herbs need to be crushed to give forth their sweetest odor, so some natures need to be tried by suffering to evoke the excellence that is in them. Those who were once useless and purposeless, when placed in positions of difficulty and responsibility, have often exhibited powers of character that previously were unsuspected. Where before others saw only pliancy and self-indulgence, we now see strength, valor, and selfless duty. So remember, just as there are no blessings which may not be perverted into evils, so there are no trials which may not be converted into blessings. It all depends on the manner in which you experience them, use them, and profit by them. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.